Shalom, Abraham, Rav, the Messiah, Soita, Daf, Mem, Gimel. Today's Daf discusses Pinchas and his lineage. We discuss those who are exempt from war. Who makes the announcements, the Koyin and the Shaiter? What does the Shaiter do? What's considered a house to be exempt from war? What's considered a Kerem to be exempt from war? We learn a little bit, a little bit about Arla and Klayim. We begin with the Gemara telling us why does the Koyin. Specify that Hashem is going with you. He could just say that you're going with Hashem. It sounds like Hashem is mamish with them. He adds that the Gemara explains because Hashem and all of his kinuyim, the names of Hashem, are in the Aaron. That's what the Pasuk says. Oisom in that Pasuk is referring to Sanhedrin. Pinchas is referring to the Meshach Muhammad. And the Kli Kaidash is referring to the Aaron. And the Luchas in there, the Chatzetzreis in the Pasuk, are referring to. This is how true are the shoifers that are brought to war as well. Now the Gemara tells us that Pinchas didn't go to war with Midian for no reason. He went to pay back his mother's father. The Pesach says, The Midianim sold Yosef. And it sounds like Pinchas came from Yosef. So he's taking revenge on that sale of his grandfather. But the Gemara challenges that. Who says that Pinchas comes from Yosef? The Pesach says, Allah subhanahu Aaron. Putiel is a reference to Yisrael, who would fatten up a, 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 a golem, calves for Avodah Zara. You see, he, comes, he doesn't come from Yosef, he comes from Yisrael. The Gemara says, no, no, no. Putiel is, is referring to Yosef in that he was pitpate, he dueled with his Yitzhara. Ah, the Gemara says, really? That's where Pinchas is from? The Shvatim were making fun of Pinchas, saying that he is a Ben Puti, that his mother's father would fatten up these agolim for Avodizara, that he went and killed a Nasi Yisrael. It sounds like he very much was from Yisrael. And the Gemara answers, he had two grandparents. He had four grandparents. His mother's father was Yosef, and his mother's mother came from Yisrael, or vice versa. But yeah, you could be both from Pinchas and from Yisrael and from Yosef. It's also mashmah, this from the Pasuk, because it says, Mi b'noiz putiel, Putiel plural, it sounds like the two Putiels, one was Yitzrayim, one's a reference to Yosef. Now we have a new Mishnah that tells us, the Pesach says, Vadabru ha-shoitrim ela-om. The shoitrim would tell the people, it sounds like, right, what would they say? Anyone who built a house, whether it's a house of straw, just to hold the, the, the storage house of, for the cattle, for the wood, other storage, whether he bought it, he built it, he yarshined it, he inherited it, or he got it as a gift. You're exempt from war. Next, the puzzle says, Whether he planted this vineyard himself, whether it was actually grapes, or if he planted one of the, one of the uh, any five trees that grow fruit, whether he planted it, whether he grafted it in all sorts of ways, whether he bought it, yarshined it, or was given as a gift, putter from the war. It also says, Oras is just someone who's just got married a woman. This refers to whether it's a Arusa, a fiance, a Besula, a Ma'ares, an Almona. Even a Shemeris Yavam. Even if he just hears that his brother died, so now he has a Shemeris Yavam waiting for him. Potter from war. Everyone in this list, while they're Potter from war, they still help out with the war. They bring food and water and chart the paths, they fix the roads, just not on the front lines, they don't actually fight the battle. 
but there are those that do not get to uh, get a pardon and exemption from the from war. If someone builds a, a security booth or a porch, something like that, more insignificant than a, a house, or if someone plants four trees or five fruitless trees, someone who remarries his grusha, or if it's an illegal marriage, an almanata kaigadol or a kaigadol to a grusha chalutza, mamzeris or a nesina marrying Israel, or basisha marrying a mamzer or a nesin, those do not get an exemption. We don't want them going back to their forbidden marriages. Rabbi Yehuda says, even if someone rebuilds an exact replica of a house in the same spot, there's no eschatches in that. He does not get a a pator from the war. Eliezer says, if someone builds a home in a, in a swamp where it's going to, it's a temporary house, it's going to be swallowed by the ground, also not pater from the war. There are those that don't even show up to the battlefield. They are someone who builds a house and actually inaugurates it, someone who plants a vineyard. It's still within the four years. He hasn't gotten a chance to eat it. It's still Arla. Someone who marries his Arusa, someone who Marries his Yevama. The Apostle says, Shana Achas. He has to be home for a year. Lebesa is referring to his house. Yeah, is referring to his vineyard. is referring to his wife. And Asher Lokach includes even his Shemeris Yavam. They're totally potter. They stay home. Now the Gemara Darshan's further. The Apostle says, Vidabru Ha Shoitrim. The Policemen, the shoytrim would would speak up. I would think that they would say whatever came to their mind. No, that's why it says ve'yosfu ha'shoytrim. That's referring to the things that they said from themselves. When it says the pasuk says ve'dibur ha'shoytrim, that means they were saying over what the mishuach mechama was saying. How would that work? The koyin would, koyin mishuach mechama, he would make his riling speech, and the shoytrim would make sure that everyone got to hear it. Now we have uh, two brises we need to reconcile. One says that the Koyen would speak and the Shoiter would listen, make sure that people got to listen it. The other brisa says that the Koyen would speak and the Koyen would be Mashmiya. We have a third brisa that says that the Shoiter does the speaking and the Mashmiya makes sure that people hear. What do we do with this, says Abaye? Well, it's actually divided up. From Vanigash until Vidabroi, the Koyen speaks. And the Koyen makes sure everyone hears it. From Vidabra until Vyasfu, the Koyen speaks, and the Shoiter spreads it. The, from Vayasfu and on, the Shoiter says it and is Mashmiyayat. Now we discuss what qualifies as a house. Right? The Pazak says, Asher Bono, I would think. That if he builds his house, he gets out of the war. But what happens if he buys it and he yarshins it or if he gets it as a gift? How do I know that he's also potter? No, the potter says, Miho ish. That extra lotion of Miho ish. I could have just said, Mi asher bono. It adds ho ish to tell me, even if he himself didn't buy it, it belongs to this man. He's potter. The potter of asher bono bias tells me, a house. But how do I know even if he has one of these storehouses, he's also potter? That's what the potter says, asher bono. Any sort of opinion, any sort of building is enough. Oh, so maybe it would even be a little porch or a security booth? No, that's why it says bias. It has to qualify as a bias, something which is for inhabiting, for living in. You don't live in a security booth. Elias ben Yaakov says, no, it actually, the only pator is for an actual literal house. 
a storehouse would not count. Lechinech and lechanchoi exclude someone who stole it. This sounds like it's going against Yosi Hagli because he holds that the pasuk of Arach Halevov, anyone who is faint of heart, he's also a patra from war, and he explains that faint of heart means someone who is faint of heart. He's scared of the avirus that he had done. If the guy had stolen it, he's obviously potter. But the Gemara says even fear of Yosi Hagli, if the guy did tshuva and paid for his house. Now his only hetter is not the Averis. Maybe now the hetter is the actual house. Like a marshmallow that's a stolen house doesn't give an exemption. Aye. If he actually paid for it, then why doesn't he get to go back home to his house? The Gemara answers since he, since he originally got a hold of it. Betoiraz Gazela, he doesn't get off with that house, even though he did Shuvah later. Next, the pasuk of Umio Eishes Shenota Kerem. The Gemara learns Asher Nota. Sounds like he has to he has to actually plant his vineyard in order to get off of from the war. How do I know that if he acquired it another way, if he bought it, Yarshin did or got it as a gift? That's why as an extra word of Hoish. The pasuk of Asher Nota Kerem sounds like only vineyards would get him off. How do I know that other five fruit bearing trees would get him off as well? Give it qualify for an exemption. That's what the Pasuk says, Asher Nota, as long as it was planted. Oh, so maybe if it's a non-fruit-bearing tree, or only four of them. Now, nah, that's why it says Kerem. It has to qualify for the minimum amount of a Kerem, five fruit trees. Hevelez Menachem says, it has to literally be a grape vineyard. The Pasuk says Kerem, it means Kerem. The Pasuk says, Loi Chilel, Veloi Chilelu. That's excluding someone who grafts his tree. Gemara says, hold on. Amr said before that even if someone grafts it or plants it, he is going to get a patur for that. Rabbi Zeira, Rav Chista explains, it's not a kasha, it's not a stira. It depends how the grafting was done. If it was done by heter, you could get off the hook. If it was done by iser, you won't. So the Gemara asks, hang on, what sort of a grafting can you do by heter that'll get you off? If it was two saplings, well, you... You get off because you still have trees that are within Orla, within four years. Elamai, you took a young tree and you grafted it with an older one. I barely have always says on that. Now, when you take a young tree and you graft it to an older one, it's bottled to the older one. So it doesn't have a din of Orla in this new grafted tree. So you won't have a din of Orla. And the answer is that we're talking about a case of a Yolda, uh, grafting a Yolda. I don't you have a, an issue of it being within Arla, within Arla years? No, because it was Potter from Arla since he originally planted it for uh, building a fence, just for some privacy, or for the wood, not for the fruits. Like the Mishnah says, if someone plants his trees for a gate or for wood, it's Potter from Arla. So why would that be any different than if someone grafts a young tree with an older tree? Why there is it bottle, but over here you have a yolda and a yolda that's not bottle? No, because when you... Plant it not for its fruit. You could always change your mind and shift it into a fruit-purposed tree. That's why it's not going to be bottle. But a young to an old one, it's automatically bottle. That's intrinsic. That's not a decision. Similar to fruits that grow on their own, the Mishnah says, if they grow by themselves, they are chayv and arla. The Gemara says, why don't you say the cases where the tree that you're grafting to belongs to somebody else. And so there's this new tree is Bishutfas. It's a partnered tree. 
and each one of them should be allowed to go home to their portion of their tree. Maybe that first tree wasn't his. Sheriff Papa answers, it must be that a partnered vineyard does not exempt those two partners from battle. Why, asks the Gemara, would a partnership of a tree be any different than five brothers who have a brother that dies and they're all now Shemer Yisrael, they're all waiting to do Yibam. Why are they all allowed to go out to war, go out from war, uh, be exempt? Aren't they sort of a shutuf in this Yibam? So the Gemara answers, no, each one of them can't say that this Shemer Yisrael is his wife. But these shutfim on the tree, they are shutfim. Neither can claim full ownership on the tree. Next, Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak tells us that if someone grafts a tree with a vegetable, that's the case of our Mishnah. And that's the Chiddush of our Mishnah, that even this grafting is enough to send him home. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel holds about this case, uh, fruit to a vegetable, that it's mutter, because, uh, he says in the name of Rabbi Ben Gamda, Yishkva Akai, the Chachomim disagree, they were the ones that said it's Osir. When Rav Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said from Rabbi Yochanan, that this is all from Rabbi Elizabeth ben Yaakov, right? He was the one that said that the only thing that patters someone from war is a literal grape vineyard. So over here also, Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov says, only if the tree was literally planted are you putter, but if it was grafted, you wouldn't be. When Rabbi Dimi came from Eretz Yisrael, he said from Rabbi Yechanan, in the name of Rabbi Elizabeth ben Yaakov, that if someone has a sapling, a short tree, if it's less than a tefach tall, it's going to be chayv and arla until it reaches more than a tefach, even beyond the first four years. Because it looks like it's only one year old, one years old. It looks like a one-year-old because it's less than a tefach, even though it's actually older than that. But that's only when you have two trees and two trees. And then you have this little tefach guy sticking out like a tail. But if the whole vineyard is this tefach, then you could tell that there's something special about these trees, and then it may be older, then it would lose its status of Arla, even though it's less than a tefach. Next, Avdimi taught us from Revechanon, in the name of Rebbe Yaakov, that a corpse contains the four Amas around him, and was not, al- not allowed to say Kriyashma in that area, based on the Pasuk of Loi Glarosh, we don't do mitzvahs in front of a maze, that area for Amas is considered in front of him. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.